Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Lance's House of Sports. Don't forget to rate the podcast, share it with a friend, and tune in weekly for weekly podcasts. And we're live. <laughs> that's okay. what you do. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> all right, all right. And we're live. <laughs> Welcome back, sports fans. We are here at one of the best times of the year. Sports Equinox just passed. Shout out to the Texas Rangers, World Series champions. I don't know if you ended up watching that game last night, Ben. You see, the average viewership was like eight million. Yeah, it's the worst it's been in ever. Over. Was it? No, not, not ever. It probably wasn't. Like, ever. It was the last like thirteen or fifteen years was the lowest it's ever been. When the Cubs played last, I had like twenty four million views. Yeah, against the Guardians or the yeah. Indians yeah. at the time. At the time, yeah. I mean, it just it wasn't it wasn't what people were wanting. I guess you know it's not like the most flashy teams. It wasn't in quote the best teams throughout the year. Like there were teams that just barely scraped by to make the playoffs, but. Yeah. I don't know, a stat that I saw that I thought was really cool, like the Rangers were basically 500 on the road in the regular season, and the playoffs, they didn't lose a road game. <laughs> so, shout out Texas Rangers. They got hot. They got hot at the right time. They yeah. got, uh, it seems like uh, all the signings they made and yeah. the new uh, manager they got uh, paid off. So, uh, shout out the did Rangers. Did you see the uh, video of the fan crying? Yeah, I did. Like the old guy? I mean, I don't blame him. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine the seas winning. Is that what you're going to say? No, nah, yeah, I mean, of course. <laughs> Ima- imagine anyone, you know, like your team, whatever team you root for, you're at the game with a chance to keep competing in the World Series. Granted, they were down 3-1, so it's not like they could have won it last night. But, yeah, you you always hate to see that. Like, I, I was not know the Rangers fan that was crying when they won. Oh, I saw a bunch of Diamondbacks fans crying. <laughs> I didn't see a Rangers fan crying. Yeah. I'd cry too. <laughs> I'd cry too. I'd cry. The Bengals won a Super Bowl. Of excitement. I'm breaking down in tears. Which I mean, we should be, be like a full cry. We should be pretty ecstatic right now too. We're Bengals coming off a big time win against San Francisco 49ers, a big time win. Yeah. Um they look like they're in I don't want to say they're playing their best football right now, but they look like they're heading in the right direction. Yeah. They're back. Yeah, they're they're back. We're they're back. back. And then you think you think the Bengals are back? You know, the NBA season started last week. My Boston Celtics, the only we're only a week in, the only remaining undefeated team left in the NBA. And let me just throw this quick stat out there for you. There's only been three prior teams in history in the NBA to start the season with their first four games to average 125 points and to have their margin of victory be 20 plus. Two of those three teams ended up winning it all. So, not guaranteed. So you have a 66% chance yeah. to win the chip. That's that's kind of what I'm <laughs> that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. Okay. We look fantastic. I mean, we'll get into it in uh, quite a bit cuz of course with the first uh, rankings coming out done by the selection committee this past Tuesday, how can we not talk about our hot Ohio State Buckeyes? I mean, who would have thought? Going into the beginning of the year, maybe you. I wasn't on that train. I mean, I don't. I don't think I was on the number one train. I really don't think I am still. But well, I think I. I am on the one train right now. I think we look like the best team in college football. Because I. Th- I mean, it's been a weird year in college football, in my opinion. I feel like there's been a lot of balance. I feel like there's been a lot of ups and downs from even the best teams in college football, outside of maybe Michigan and Georgia, but. They haven't faced anyone competitive all season long. I mean, I would have been fine with us at three. 
still behind Georgia and Michigan? I know they haven't played anybody, and I know that's you know what the committee's about. And I know it sounds crazy saying this, coming from an Ohio State fan, but with the scandals going on too and all that, yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> but scandals aren't going to be an excuse this year. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, we got to play them. I mean, I agree, but like now that we know, not as fi- much because we know about it, we can prepare. Well, they fired him. What does it have to do with the information they already have, though? But because they only had information for through the first half of the season, you know. So we yeah, can we so, can change our signs through so yeah, the rest. So that's where I agree. Like it, there's not really the excuse because we have time to prepare. Yeah, but they've still been doing it for two plus years. Yeah, but now that we know what's coming, TCU knew it was coming. You know, yeah. like I think we have a way better you, shot this year. <laughs> you think TCU knew? Ohio, yeah. The, there's like there's report like ESPN reported that. Let's Ohio hear. State told TCU about the sign stealing before the game, and then TCU would in the playoffs last year. Yeah, and TCU would call fake audibles. Oh wow! Right, so they'd fake audible. Michigan would switch their defense to their fake audible, uh-huh. and they'd run their original play. I love that. So we've kind of had we've, we've known been about skeptical this. about it. Every Big Ten school has. It's been going on for two years. Yeah, just something that the fans haven't. Yeah, I mean, aware of. they can't make it public because it's, you know college but i guess i don't know i feel like it wasn't time yet they had to gather evidence you can't you can't go to the nca with those type of allegations with no evidence yeah that's a good point that's a good point but i mean at the end of the day osu still won (laughs) and with you know what is it five or six weeks left in the season yeah i mean there's still a lot of room for error for each team we don't play anybody good until last week of the season yeah I mean, this week we're going up against the mediocre Rutgers team who's never beaten us in their school's history. Um, even though they're having a better season than they normally do. I mean, they're sitting at 6-2. and two. Yeah. Um, at Rutgers. Got to give credit where credit's due. It's at Rutgers. I mean, I, this isn't a game I'm too worried about. Um, but something that I am worried about is, you know, one of our boys running back, Mayan Williams, out for the season. They're shutting him down. Yeah, that sucks, but, like, we're loaded at that position. We got so many guys. I don't even he doesn't even play. Like I mean, no, he well with we got the way Travion. we run our offense, we use a different running back every game. We got Travion, who looked fantastic last week. Mm-hmm. Best game of the season. Yeah, I agree. Looked back in, you know, hundred percent form. Chip Trainum, great second option. And then Dallin Hayden, who they're planning on redshirting, but Which I mean, I understand because you want to keep him for the long term, but I think he's a hell of a running back. I mean, we saw it in the bowl game last year. We've seen it in the minimal the minimal touches he's gotten this season. He is. I don't think he's as good as Travion, though. You don't think? No, dude. I feel like you gotta all, watch the clips I feel like all game. Ohio State fans can never decide who's better than who nowadays, especially when it comes to the running backs. I said Trip Train was the best like two weeks ago. Because when we watch the running back who's playing that day, you're like, okay, this guy's the best. And then you got a new running back the next week. Not a new running back, but we're always switching – who were playing that day because one, our RB committee's always banged up, and two, I think that's just how Ryan Day rolls. Yeah. I mean, if Travion can stay healthy throughout the year, I mean, he's one of the best five running backs in college football, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, what were his stats? Like 169 rushing yards, 40 something receiving yards, and you're a talking touchdown. about last week against yeah. Wisconsin. He had like 210 24 on carries, yards. 24 carries, 162 yards, and a touchdown. He had a long of a 33 yarder, and he um, had like 40 something. Receiving yards with four catches. Yeah. Like 210 all-purpose yards. I mean, that's some Zeke shit, you know? Yeah. J.K. Dobbins, like. Yeah, it is. You know? It is. 
So but hopefully he can stay healthy. Yeah. That'd be big. I still don't have any faith in McCord though. You do not? We flipped. I don't like McCord. I, I mean I think he's kind of mid. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm saying Kyle McCord's one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. I mean, I've been we've been saying this since the season started. Like this is the first time in probably ten plus years that we have not had one of the best quarterbacks in college football. And I don't even know if he's top fifteen. I've seen so many talented quarterbacks in college football this year that have yeah. impressed me. Yeah, hundred percent. But you know, Kyle McCord's just lucky to be at Ohio State, have the insane weapons he does. And if he keeps doing what he's doing, you know, which is just finding the open man, hitting Marvin Harrison at least fifteen times a game. And making the right reads, he should be fine. Yeah. Because his guys are always going to be open. Yeah. He just has to make the throw. He's got to make the throw. Struggles. He's got to make the read. Struggles to make the throw. Mm. That Penn State game, dude, he missed at least eight eight throws that game. I Easy throws. Perfect. Crossers, slants, like shit that even what's his dick from Penn State was throwing. <laughs> Drew Aller? Drew Aller. Drew Aller was Drew making... Drew Aller looked like a mess. Yeah, yeah, he, he did. He looked terrible. He did, but he could throw a slant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's just... I don't I don't even know if I agree with that, because <laughs> you know I was at that game, too, and he looked... Yeah. He looked terrible. Yeah. If he played even a decent game, I think Penn State has a chance to win it. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, our defense was just too good. He bounced back last week against Indiana. 20 for 31, 210 yards, three touchdowns, only one pick. They almost lost that game. Yeah, but, you know. It's a close game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And that's why it is, like, should we still be skeptical about our, our Ohio State team? Because, you know, as good as we thought Notre Dame was at the beginning of the season, as good as we thought Penn State was at the beginning of the season, like, I don't know how good those two teams actually are. Like, I think Notre Dame is still pretty good. They had, I mean, a, they had that. They had such a tough, they, rough of like teams they had to play. Yeah, I know Duke and Louisville don't sound too great, but they're, they're two ranked teams. I agree, they're good football teams. Yeah, you know they had to play us, and then they did beat USC, which I like a lot. Whooped USC. Yeah, they did. And then they play Clemson this week, don't they? They do on the road, noon game. Yeah, which I think I think they get the dub. Yeah, they should that win game. that game. Yeah, they should. Um, you know, speaking about USC, <laughs> they ha- they have a huge game this weekend as they go up against number five in the nation, Washington, yeah. Michael Penix Jr. Hopefully they win. Did you hear what uh, Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams were saying? No, what they said. He said, you know, you're a special player. You've done special things in college football. Why not add to the resume and become the first quarterback in college football to take his team to the playoffs with two losses? Because no one's ever made the college football playoff under this format with two losses. I don't think it'll happen. USC already has two losses. I agree that it probably won't happen, but if anyone in history had a chance to do it, I think it'd be this team right here. Next two weeks, home against Washington, and then you travel on the road to Oregon. They're going to lose one of these games. There's no way. And then they finish the season at home against UCLA. I think Oregon is the best team in the Pac-12 right now. I know they just lost to Washington. I think Washington should be an upset alert this week. I mean, yeah, I really of do. course they should. Try- Especially after the way they looked not too long ago against Arizona State. Yeah. And no. then even, I mean, they were on the road against Stanford last week, who is one of the worst teams in college football right now. Yeah. They only won the game 42-33. to 33. They gave up 33 points to Stanford. Yeah, they're sleeping through these games. Getting ready for Caleb. I mean, I think that Washington... So you think it's kind of just them looking ahead? I think USC could win the game because it's at home. 
But whether they win or not, they're losing at Oregon the next week. Yeah. Oregon is looking nice. They do look really good. They haven't – I mean, yeah, that loss against Washington was really tough, but it seems like it hasn't even phased them. That Utah win? Yeah. It like, was a big-time win. They dominated. 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 They looked great. They really did. And, I mean, obviously Bo Nix plays a huge factor, but they also have Bucky Irving, who I think is – another one of the best running backs in the nation yeah. right now. He's played fantastic. Their defense, their defense got, is uh, good. I mean, he has 732 yards uh, on the ground this season so far. Bucky Irving, eight touchdowns. That's great. Um, so, I mean, he produces for him week in and week out. I mean, I don't hate that take right there, but I just think with the way I've seen Washington the last couple of weeks, you could say that they've been looking ahead, preparing for USC, but I feel like it's hard to just go back to playing good football, you know? Even though you're, I feel like it's the atmosphere. Even though you're prepared, you know? like the atmosphere of a big game, I think it brings the best out of yeah most of these you know big time athletes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I understand, but games in Southern California, it's gonna be it's gonna be rocking. I'm sure. Maybe obviously not as big as like you know a OSU game against Penn State or <laughs> a crazy matchup in the SEC, but you know for a West Coast game, it's gonna be rocking. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if Caleb Williams came out just slinging, you know? Um, Probably be a high-scoring not, game. Not worrying about making mistakes, just going out and making plays. Definitely would be a high-scoring game. Um, I think I'm going to take USC in this game if we're going to make game picks. I just – I really you – know, you know, last couple of weeks, I've been the one that's hyping up Washington thinking that they're one of the best teams in the nation. But it's hard, it's hard to come back from playing poor football, you know? even if you are overlooking teams. And if it's going to be a good game, USC at home, Caleb Williams, he can make big plays down the stretch. I wouldn't be surprised if he's trying to bounce back this week. Yeah. I don't hate that. I'm probably still going to take Washington. I just think that they're better. I don't think USC has it this year. Yeah. And, I mean, it's fair to take they've looked like the better team all season long. They don't have any defense. I think Washington could – USC has their defense. Yeah, yeah, I think they could go score 60. Like, Yeah. You know, like – I just think so can USC. Potentially. And like, I mean Washington has somewhat of Washington a gave up thirty plus points to Stanford. Yeah. But they beat Oregon, so Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. College football, a lot of parody. Yeah, a lot. And that that's why I think it's been so exciting to watch this season because we really don't know what to expect from anybody. We don't know who's better. Like team yeah. when you'll lose to this team, then that team will lose to a team that you already beat by forty. Like And I think this parody <laughs> is good because it's coming at the right time with the twelve team playoff. Yeah, just in reach, uh, starting next season. You know, I thought it was the f- top twelve teams. Yeah, it's not. Well, it it's, is. Well, it's the, it's the four division or con- it's the yeah. conference winners. Yeah, it's the four conference winners. Yeah, and then it's the rest of the eight. But normally, yeah. when you win your conference, you're a top team, anyways. No, it's not. But it's the um, like teams outside the Power Five, like the teams that win those divisions, will get a spot. Like right now, if the playoff happened, I'm pretty sure like. JMU or like Air Force would be in it if the 12 team playoff happened. JMU? They're undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> it's some crazy six highest ranked conference champions, six conferences. So, what is, is it? Because, you know, the Pac 12 is not going to be a thing next year. Yeah. Or is it? I mean, because there's still two teams in there, <laughs> but that's not a conference. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> So who are the two other conferences that they're putting in outside of the Power Four now, I would say? I don't know. It might be that conference with, like, Houston, the one that Cincinnati. American? Yeah. 
like the AAC or something? Yeah, so in the independent teams such as Notre Dame will never had to have a chance at a first-round bye because they will never play a conference championship game. So this says it's the top four seeds will receive a first-round bye. Yeah. But you're saying six seeds go to conference champions. Yeah, I think it's a, so I be think like it's just those power says, like four conferences. This says they are reserved for the highest-ranked conference champions. Yeah. So do they just pick from a pool out of all the conference champions? Are they still going to leave someone out? I, they're or still going to have like college football rankings. A, like if Ohio State is one and they win their Big Ten championship, they're going to be number one in the playoff. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. But I'm talking about, you know, some of the some of the teams that are in conferences that are not a power conference. You know, let's say you win your conference, but you don't, you're not one of those top six teams. You think they still put them in the top 12? That's something we got to look uh, deeper into um, for another time for our viewers because um, that's going to be important for next season. If you uh, find more information, you can shout it out. But I want to get into a couple more of these games uh, this weekend for college football and in the NFL, as a matter of fact, as there's some great football being played this weekend. Um, and the next game I want to talk about, it's uh, 14 in the nation LSU traveling to Alabama to uh, take on Nick Saban and his boys. <laughs> What do you think about that game, you know, just first thought? Alabama you think win. You don't got any trust in Jaden Daniels at all? Because um, I think he's been playing some good football lately. I have trust in Jaden Daniels. I don't have trust in LSU's defense. I think LSU, okay, is, that's fair. LSU is the worst defense in that conference. Um, so looking at some of the, you know, top-ranked teams they've played so far, speaking of LSU, um, and for those that don't know, LSU is 6-2 and two currently on the season. They lost week one against Florida State. Um, pretty handily, Florida State owned that game from start to finish. They gave up 45. And then next ranked team they played, it was on the road against Ole Miss, lost that game 55-49. to 49. So you're right about that again. Gave up way too many points. Yeah, they beat Missouri on the road. Gave up 39 points to them. Um, last couple of weeks, they've looked good. Won 48-18 against Auburn. Beat Army 62 to nothing. <laughs> but that should be expected. Um, but it seems like Jane Daniels has finally started to find his rhythm for this season. And I feel like if there's a game they're amped up for for this season to try and ruin someone's seasons, maybe try to save theirs, it's obviously against the Alabama on the road. Yeah. Um, you know, at the same time, Alabama knows they're still competing for a playoff bid as well. I mean, yeah, they have that one loss, but they're not out of it. Yeah. They still got a chance to make it to the conference championship, get that matchup against Georgia. They beat Tennessee by two touchdowns last week at home. A team that LSU, you know, gave up a lot of points to. We're just talking about Ole Miss. Alabama only gave up 10, winning that game 24 to 10 about a month ago. Yeah. I probably agree with you um, going with Alabama, but it's. I think it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to go down to the wire. I think it's going to be a tighter game than some people think. Spread's currently at three. Three? Yes. I'm taking Bama spread. Yeah? Yeah. They win by 10. Odds are currently all over Bama. 70% plus money and just percentage of bets. People know something. Yeah. <laughs> unders 86% as the over under is currently at 61 and a half. Wow. I kind of like the over. I know Alabama's defenses look a lot better these last couple weeks, but it's interesting. I probably want to bet on that. Touch that line. No. If, if there's any betting gurus out there, I would just say I would recommend the over in my opinion. I think it's, I think I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, one team started out hot, one team didn't, or, you know, it was a defensive battle in the first half. But I think once it gets down to crunch time in an SEC matchup like that at Bama, you know, I think the offenses are going to start to 
you know, make some noise. So it's pretty easy to score points in college football. You can score three touchdowns like that. Yeah. So I would like to, I would take the over, but I agree with you. Uh, I'm probably sticking with Bama. It's going to be a great game, though. I don't know if I mentioned it on air or off air, but, you know, no Quinn Ewers until do we even know how long. I know college football doesn't really announce injuries like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. So I'll have to figure that out for whenever we find out. But no Quinn Ewers for this Texas team as they're at home against number 23 in the nation, Kansas State. And I know you hear Kansas State and you're like, okay, these guys aren't that good. Um, but I don't know. No Quinn Ewers for Texas. I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, were pretty shaky, yeah. especially with it being a noon game. Yeah. Who are they starting? Is Arch Manning starting? They have Arch Manning number three on the depth chart. Yeah. They have uh, Malik Murphy. As the backup quarterback, another freshman quarterback. That can't be right. Unless they really want a redshirt arch, which I don't I wouldn't understand. I don't know. He gets four games to play. I mean, against BYU, he played fine. Sixteen for twenty five, hundred and seventy yards, threw two touchdowns. I wonder why they're not going with Arch Manning. No way he's not good. I don't know how good he is. There's no way he's not good. I don't know. I watched it's, it's always hard to tell from quarterbacks off their high school tape because like, the division he played in in high school was not good yeah he wasn't playing against the best teams so i have no idea like <laughs> probably just young you know yeah but malik murphy you just mentioned he's a freshman as well probably looking better i guess so i don't know That's maybe arch maybe arch will uh, transfer huh arch transfer no shot i mean it'd be to an sec school yeah but I feel like I'd be really surprised. Well, if he if they don't give him the start, but, next yeah, if he year, doesn't start next year, then yeah, I would understand why he'd want to transfer. But I think he's, I think he becomes starting next. Where'd he year. go, Georgia? <laughs> I don't know. It's not a, it's not a question I know the answer to. I think he'd probably go to Georgia. I'm trying to think, Carson Beck, like a freshman. Uh, no, he's, he's Jalen Miller is young, not going to Bama. Carson Beck's a junior, but he'll probably be there for a couple more years. Yeah, I don't. I mean, granted, he's he plays good football. I just don't know if he's an NFL style quarterback, in my opinion. Yeah, and I don't know. He is big. He's a big quarterback. That's what the NFL likes. But sorry, speaking of Georgia, yeah, go ahead. Playing Missouri this weekend. Yeah, that at, is also on my list. Is that at Missouri? Nope, it's in Georgia. Uh, Spread sitting at fifteen and a half right yeah. now. Yeah, upset alert. Uh. I mean, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we need to wait one more week before we start talking about an upset alert for Georgia. Next week, they got Ole Miss, but also at home. And then they play Tennessee on the road, which I know they're not great teams, but they're better than the teams they've been facing so far this season. Yeah, they, they are. Best team they face so far is Kentucky. Yeah. They won that game 51-13. to 13. Yeah. No disrespect to Kentucky, but they're not that good. <laughs> no, that's their only loss on the year to Georgia. Who else have they played? Oh wait, I lied. <laughs> They've lost three straight. <laughs> they lost to Georgia, and then in the two weeks since, they lost to Missouri, pretty bad. Lost by seventeen, and then they lost Tennessee by six. Yeah, so it's not a very good win. And they're going up against all the teams that just beat Kentucky as well in the next couple weeks. So. We'll see. I'm not a big fan of Georgia this season, honestly. No Brock Bowers. That's huge. I know. He's done for the season, correct? We never talked about that. Yeah, no, we did not. That was, 
I mean, that's massive. Yeah. It's like I us agree. losing Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Or like Jackson Smith and Jigba last season. Yeah. You know? I think it's even bigger for them. It, oh, it is. Because we have more weapons than they do. In, he's their biggest playmaker. Opinion. 100%. Yeah. I mean, he's the best tight end in the league. He's the best tight end in the nation. Yeah. He's going to be top. He, he should be the. He should, should be a top five pick next year. I think. Yeah. I think I he know, should get drafted like third or fourth. I feel, isn't it? Who was the last tight end to get drafted super high? And it was recent. Um, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. And then Laporta was later in the first round. Yeah. Laporta's um, a beast. Laporta's really good. Um, he already has better stats than Kyle Pitts. Than Kyle Pitts does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Kyle Pitts has played a whole extra year. But, yeah. you know, Kyle Pitts is getting a different quarterback this week, Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Should be interesting to see from this Falcons offense. I miss Heineke. He should be. He could definitely be starting somewhere. Um, I mean, he's starting this week. But. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins this game this weekend if he's the start of the rest of the season. But, I, I mean, granted, I'm not a big fan of Des Ritter, but – He's been looking better these last couple of weeks. Granted, he's been turning over the ball like crazy. He's like ten, nine turnovers. But it's not season. normal interceptions. You know, he's fumbling the ball. Yeah. By trying to run. Yeah. And I think he just needs to be smarter. Because um, outside of that, I mean, they were effective, you know, getting down the field. Um, I can't remember if it was this past weekend or the weekend prior. I think it was the weekend prior. Um, but, you know, they got into the red zone three times in a row and they turned it over every single time. Yeah. But. You know, we'll get to more of that in a second um, if we want to talk about any more college football games because, I mean, there's also Oklahoma, Oklahoma State this weekend in Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's a six-point underdog at home, and, I mean, they're sitting at 6-2 and two on the year. They haven't really played anyone impressive. Yeah. And a key loss that I see on their schedule that shows that there's no chance in hell they win this game against Oklahoma, they lost to South Alabama this season. What? They lost to South Alabama 33-7 to at home. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted. Probably taking Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, Oklahoma State does have a new quarterback in now as they benched Gunnar Gundy. Gunnar Gundy. What a fucking name. And it's been Alan Bowman um, for most of the year now. I just. Was Gunnar Gundy playing when they lost to South Alabama? Yep. <laughs> he was. He was. You get and benched the week after? Um, it could have just been a weak thing, but like, still, you got a backup quarterback and you're losing to South Alabama. <laughs> college. It's yeah. Crazy. College, I guess. They're not professional. I don't think there's need to talk about that game. No offense no. to ranked. The fake OSU. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple fake. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. There's two fake OSUs. Oklahoma State. Oregon State. Is Oregon State is it Oregon State University or they the are. University of they Oregon are State? OSU? Okay, Oklahoma State. I'm actually not sure. They are OSU. Okay, so fake ass. <laughs> yeah, fuck them both. <laughs> um, Taking Oklahoma by a million. <laughs> <laughs> How about some really interesting trades that went down in the NFL this past weekend? Crazy. I mean, do you have a favorite? I feel like you have a favorite that's on your mind, but if not, I'll just uh... probably Chase Young. For a bag of chips. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and in my opinion... Top five pick for a bag of chips. Chase Young has been playing his best season of his career this year. Yeah. He's been getting to the quarterback like crazy. I saw a stat, and no, he hasn't sacked the quarterback a ton. I think he only has like two and a half on the year. He gets there. Um, but he pressures the quarterback yeah. a ton. Which makes him move, which other people get sacks. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's a team game. And, I mean, sadly, Chase Young, one of our guys in OSU, 
um, a former OSU Buckeye, he's been dealing with injuries for most of his career. I mean, yeah. he's been in the league for how many years now? Three. I want to say at least four. Four? Yeah. Um, he didn't really play his rookie season. No, because he got hurt. Yeah. And Like that ab- abdominal injury that I guess he just never got to go away. At the end of the day, he's healthy now. I think he's playing some of his best football he's ever played. And you're just beefing up an already beefy front line that the San Francisco 49ers have. Yeah. And it was making me think, you know, now I put – the Niners defense and the Eagles defense side by side. And it's just, I don't know who has the best team and best defense in the league. Cause both those defenses are just absolutely mm. lethal. I Probably think I'm going to have to say the Eagles after what Joe Burrow did to them last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 28 for 32. Are you kidding yeah. me? 87%. <laughs> yeah. But Brock Purdy's been, he's, he's hit a slump. As soon as we talked about him possibly being a top 10 quarterback in the league, he Ass. has dipped off tremendously. Yeah. It's, it's been kind of shocking to see as he never lost a regular season game in his year and a half as a starting quarterback. And now he's gone down three games in a row. I mean, is that something we need to worry about for the 49ers for the rest of the season? 100%. 100%. He just doesn't, he doesn't play good from behind. I saw a stat when they're trailing by more than like seven points in the fourth quarter they're 0 and 39 that was a Kyle Shanahan stat yeah but that's crazy which throughout his career which is crazy which being a team two and a half seasons being a team that dominant you would think you'd be able to come back from behind but I think it's just because they're always leading they're always winning the game yeah and so whenever they're not winning the game they've never won outside of like one time I think it was they were one and nine was it or one and nine when they're only losing by like three points yeah and I don't know if that's – I don't know. I don't know. Brock Perry, I mean, he hasn't had a terrible year. He's just been struggling the last couple of weeks. Yeah. He's 68% on the year. He's got over 2,000 yards, which is which is top 10 in the NFL. And then, I mean, yeah, he's throwing five picks on the year, but is that has that all been from the last couple of weeks? I think so. I mean, he threw three against the Bengals, I think. Yeah. So, I mean – Our defense looked great. By the way, the Bengals look. <laughs> we look fantastic. The Bengals look like you know the best one of the, the best AFC. teams in the AFC. Yeah, they really do. I still wouldn't. I still wouldn't put them over the Miami Dolphins right now. We'll see. I I understand they lost that game last week against the Philadelphia Eagles, but they looked. They still looked good. We'll they see looked Sunday. Promising. Sunday will be a big day. Dolphins play a good team. Bengals play a good team. For all you fans, <laughs> there's never a better day than being able to just sit on your couch from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Then this Sunday, I have a physics exam on Monday. Good luck. You're not studying unless you're, <laughs> <laughs> unless you're studying tonight or tomorrow because you're not studying Saturday or Sunday. I'll tell you that. I'm definitely going to be studying. I have a I have a long I have, I have a lot of time tomorrow during the day. I don't have to work tomorrow. Yeah, uh, that's what you should do. Yeah, honestly, because when talking about this slate, I mean, we'll get back to those boys in a second. But you know, first matchup of the day on Sunday, nine thirty game in Germany. We got the Miami Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs going up in Germany. You know, Tyree Kill going up against his former team for the first time. Kansas City Chiefs coming off a really bad loss to the Denver Broncos last week. And I mean a really bad loss. Five turnovers. Really bad loss. Against that defense? I know. Come on, guys. And you got the Miami Dolphins team who also has two losses on the year. But both of their losses are against really impressive teams. They still looked impressive to me. 
last week against uh, the Philadelphia Eagles on the road. Is Tyreek playing? Tyreek's playing. Okay. Have you seen the handlebar he's been wearing the last couple weeks? No. He needs shaved immediately. <laughs> it looks so bad. It looks so bad. Bad mustache? It's, yeah, it's bad. Okay. It's bad. I believe you. But I mean, after he came out and said he wanted to be a porn star when he retired. <laughs> it's to be expected, that right? That is weird. That like mustache? Like a week later after he said that, he grew that stat, He grew that handlebar. What? What's up with this guy? He needs to stay locked in on football, which I know he is. I know he is. And when he's playing like he's been playing this season, he can say whatever he yeah, wants. he can. He can do whatever he wants. Rock whatever he wants. I'm just, I'm giving him shit because I think it looks horrendous. I mean, it's not as bad as, you know, like Jimmy Butler's. No. <laughs> That emo look. <laughs> that was crazy. That was just his Halloween costume for the year. His Halloween was yeah. a couple weeks early. The dreads last year and then. Yeah. Yeah. The emo look was bad this year. <laughs> he could pass for the He dreads. killed it. He, he, he killed it. He did. No, it's all over ESPN <laughs> for every primetime game. <laughs> he he really is a, I don't know. He's a jokester, which I appreciate wild, him yeah. for that. But who are you taking in that game in Germany? I'm going to take the Dolphins. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Just. I understand the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and I say it every week, Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes. But it seems like something's not right with them. Seems like something's not clicking. They don't have weapons outside of Travis Kelsey. They really, but it hasn't been a problem. They won the Super Bowl the last teams year. Teams will figure that out. It's one guy. If they guard one guy, and they throw it to anybody else. They have a fifty percent chance of dropping the football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, with why? I mean, we know who their wide receivers are. Obviously, I mean they got Rasheed Rice, who's looked promising. They have Marquise Valdez Scantling. They have Sky Moore. Sky Moore is listed as their wide receiver one on the depth chart. He's only had 168 yards on the year as a wide receiver one for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm surprised they didn't go out and trade for someone at the trade deadline. That's another thing that was they got happen this the, week. Not just the Equinox. They got the, but the NFL trade the, deadline. Their old guy from the Jets. Yeah, they got McCole Hardman. He's not nothing special. He's a good player. He's fast. You're right, but I don't know. They should have paid Tyreek Hill. They could prove. Yeah, they definitely needed to they pay should've. Tyreek. Yeah. They'd have been crazy. They're going to miss him. Tyreek Hill's going off. They won the Super Bowl this year. Tyreek Hill's going <laughs> If they had Tyreek Hill, well, they would have won the Super Bowl. Would have been a lock. See, it's crazy that we're shitting on them right now, and we're talking about how they need to make all these moves and how they look poor. They, did, they won the Super Bowl last year with this same team. Yeah. So, I mean, granted, they look poor right now, but – I'm sure they're going to figure it out. I just yeah. don't know if it's going to be this week against this Dolphins team. They just got Jalen Ramsey back last week, and it looks like he didn't even miss a beat. Yeah. Already has an interception. It, I saw a video from this morning of Jalen Ramsey picking off that pass, and it was like from the back of the end zone, so it was like from the defensive perspective, and he just completely fooled. I think it was Max. Or yeah, he slow a couple weeks ago. You know, little. It's a user. Yeah, it was. It was a user, like a user and men. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he made it. He made him think he was he was going to help inside, and he baited him into throwing it to the sideline. And he just it was such an easy. He was there. Yeah, just, I don't know. So the Dolphins' defense is just going to be getting better and better, and they're going to be getting Devon Achan back in a couple of weeks once he comes off IR. Who was beast? I mean, he was. In my opinion, granted, I know Pukunuku was dominant at the start of the season, but in my opinion, he was leading the race for rookie of the year. I mean, putting up those numbers, 150 yards a game? Yeah. You kidding me? Were the Texans on a bye last week? I didn't see any CJ. I believe. They had to have been. Yeah, I believe they were. Now that I'm thinking about it, since we're talking about rookies. They had a bye in week seven. 
you didn't hear much about him because they lost to the Carolina Panthers and Bryce Young. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that game was not on TV at all. No, it was it wasn't. so boring. Yeah, um, I mean, we were flipping. You know, I was back and forth, moving all over the place on Sunday. But the only time I saw them was when they were on red zone. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I mean, Carolina Panthers got their first one of the year against the Houston Texans. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm still a big fan of D'Amico Ryan's and what they've been doing. Obviously, the season's already a W. You got for them. They had a bad week. Yeah, and, and let's not act like the Texans team. are like a great team losing to a bad team. Like, yeah, those are two bad teams playing each other. Yeah, and now the Texans are going up against the Buccaneers at home. It's a big game. I think that's another loss for the Texans. Sadly, it could be. It could be a win. Depends I just how Baker plays. I just, it really does. I think Baker Mayfield's been playing great football. He's been oh, playing yeah. good. I think he's been playing great football. There's there was maybe one game where I was really disappointed, but I mean. With the matchup that it was, it was like, okay, you can't. But at the same time, Texans are on – they've lost four of their last five. I think they're due to get rolling again, honestly. And I think now there's no better perfect time to do it against the Texans. Yeah. Even the Texans' front line has looked really good. Yeah. It'll be a good game. It'll be a good game. How about, uh, you know, then the 425 game that I think is game of the week, and it's the Dallas Cowboys traveling to Philadelphia, Philadelphia – Tough matchups are just going to keep coming week in, week out um, these next few weeks. Big divisional matchup. Yeah. Um, Eagles are put at a three-point favorite. Is um, it in Dallas? It's in Philadelphia. Again, another home game for the Eagles. Dak Prescott probably had his best game of the season last week. you think they can keep it rolling against this tough Eagles defense? No. <laughs> I don't know. I think the Eagles probably win. I mean, I think if <sighs> – I think it's going to be a, a semi-low scoring game, like 21 to like 17. I don't know why, though. I just kind of have a feeling that the Cowboys offense is going to have Do another something. big week. They could. I don't think they're going to put up 43 points like they did last week against the Los Angeles Rams. But I mean, it'll be interesting to see the how good the Eagles defense is with that addition of Kevin Byard. Yeah. Because – He's an all-pro. I mean, he he's is. a beast. If you, you already have, in my opinion, the best front seven in football. Along with Bradbury and Slay. And now you add Byard? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, Eagles are probably going to win. That defense, it just, every time I list we the just, players, yeah. it's like they're <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Like, ever, everyone could be a Pro Bowl. They're nuts. With a great head coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. Seems like the Eagles offense is rolling. A.J. Brown, he's, how many yards? I think he's leading the league right now. Um, I mean, he's not leading the league. I mean, let's not forget about uh, maybe in the. I think it might be in the past so many weeks because he's had he's had a hundred. I think it was a hundred and twenty-five receiving yards or more in six straight weeks. Yeah, hundred thirty-one, a hundred seventy-five, a hundred twenty-seven, a hundred thirty-one, a hundred thirty-seven, and a hundred thirty. These he's last not leading six the league in receiving. No, Tyree Kill. That's crazy. Well, I mean. I know you've seen Tyree kill this year. Yeah. He already has over 1,000 receiving yards. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, he's he's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And A.J. Brown kind of had a slow start of the season. Remember, yeah. he was kind of complaining, complaining a little about bit. The, yeah. But if that's what you got to do to get the rock more and start putting up these numbers, I don't understand why every receiver in the league doesn't do it. Jamar did it. His numbers have improved drastically. He's had 100 the past three weeks. A.J. Brown did it. His He's obviously second in the league in receiving yards. Um, I want to say there was another receiver that did it. I can't remember that mentioned that he wasn't getting the ball enough. And I, he had a big game last week. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. 
it was DeAndre Hopkins and CeeDee Lamb, actually. Yeah. CD Lamb said the same thing. Yeah. And he had his best game of the season last week. DeAndre Hopkins had three touchdowns. Yeah, four catches for three touchdowns. How about Will Levis? <sighs> <laughs> See the truth? I don't know how to feel <laughs> about that because, I, I mean, obviously when you throw four touchdowns in your first ever game in the NFL, like there's going to be a lot of hype around you, especially when he got drafted last season. We haven't even seen him. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, it's been a whole year. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that I even say that. It's been over a whole year already. He's been in the NFL, and he just had his debut last week. But he threw four touchdowns, and he was putting the ball in perfect spots. Yeah. I mean, he looked incredible. Yeah. It's just I don't know whether to feel like, okay, it's just first game of the year. They didn't have any film on him. It was just his chance to go out there and just sling it. Or if he really is – a quarterback that can be known as now the franchise quarterback of the Tennessee Titans and things start building around him. Because yeah. if that's the case, that changes the way they build their team these next couple of years drastically. Yeah. Especially with him being a second round pick. Yeah. I mean, he's not making nearly as much money as if he was a first round pick. And that this is for three more years the Tennessee Titans have that. Yeah. It's huge. It is. It'll be interesting though. I mean, we'll see we'll see how he looks um this coming up week. As a, I mean, Tennessee Titans are playing on Thursday night football tonight. Um, obviously, you guys will know the result of it by the time this podcast comes out tomorrow. Um, but they're going up against Pittsburgh Steelers, and that defense ain't no joke. They're not going to, you know, just get pushed over and let Will Levis beat them. No, I think they're going to attack him. I think they're going to pressure him heavy. Yeah. So I expect TJ to have some sacks tonight. Yeah. Strip sack or Without something. Without a doubt. Who you got in the game? Titans versus Steelers. This game's in Pittsburgh. Steelers are a three-point favorite. I think I'm going to say the Titans. Okay. okay. Just because I want the Steelers to lose. I think I'm going to say the Steelers. Just because it seemed like the Steelers have been back and forth all season long. And they're kind of on the downtrend right now. Just lost the Jaguars 20-10 to 10 last week. Um, I just don't know how many games they can keep winning with their offense being as bad as it is. Yeah. I mean, they find ways to score points. Their defense sets them up yeah. for success every week. You're right. You're 100% you know? right. Like, and if it's not a pick six or a scoop and score, it's a, it's a turnover that's putting them inside the 30, yeah. inside the 40, you know, already in opponent territory. So I wouldn't be surprised if Will Levis, you know, a lot of hype around him gets, gets exposed on primetime tonight. <laughs> um, but still, it, it doesn't matter. It's a tough defense. I think they should roll with Will Levis rest of the season. Yeah. 100%, right? Tannehill, he should be the guy. Tannehill's not that good. Yeah, I agree. He's been in the league a long time now. He hasn't really done anything magical. He's made it to the playoffs a couple times, but... He's already reached his ceiling, you know? Like, Yeah, 100%. Should start building up the new guy. Um, How about the... Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Big Sunday night football game with your Bengals. Big. Um, First time you guys are seeing the Buffalo Bills since last season with all that. Who knows what to call it? But you guys are at home on Sunday night against the, you know, I never really know how to feel like about Josh Allen because, I mean, he's a turnover machine, but, man, can that dude throw the football? You know? play good. It's going to be a great game. Yeah. And with the Bengals playing their best football this season, I mean, the Buffalo Bills, we know what they're capable of any given week. Granted, they are sitting at 5-3, and three, though, just losing to the Patriots a couple weeks ago. Are you taking your boys in this game, or you see an upset brewing? I don't think it'd be an upset if we lose. I mean, you guys are favorites. Uh, yeah, I think it's. I think it. I. 
I think it's more like a pick 'em game. Yeah. I don't know. That's fair. I know we're favorites, but I think it's because we're at home. We mm-hmm. looked great last week. I mean, it's the best I've seen Joe Burrow since since last year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a fan, so it's weird that I'm about to say this, but like I think the Bengals are gonna win this on Sunday night. Yeah. But it's like they're always it seems like they've owned the Kansas City Chiefs the last couple of years, even though they lost in the playoffs last yeah. year in the conference championship. Um, they've been beating the Bills whenever they match up against them. Do you care so much about the end result of this game this weekend, or is it just like as long as we look good and we play good football against this Bills team, like that's all that matters? No, we need we to win the playoffs. We need to win. You think so? We're last in the division. Yeah, we have no room to fuck around. I mean, I agree there's no room, but, you know, Steelers, Browns, Bengals, all sitting at four and three. Ravens are sitting at six and two. So I guess you got it. Yeah, you got to chase the Ravens. It's the best division in football. Yeah. I mean. That makes sense. No one under, everybody's over 500. It's the only division in football like that. We got to win. Yeah, I think you guys win this weekend. We got to climb the ranks. You guys are great. I think they know that. You guys play your best football against the best Joe Burrow plays. Joe Burrow's going to be electric on Sunday. (laughs) There's a couple of other things that I got to mention before we move on to the NBA because obviously, like I said earlier, the trade deadline was this past week um, in the NFL as it happened this past Tuesday. And there was a good amount of moves that got made around the trade deadline, honestly. And one of the biggest ones, we already talked about it, and it was Chase Young going to the 49ers for basically a bag of chips. I mean, they got a 2024 third-round pick. Um, but that wasn't that wasn't the only move the commanders made as they also traded – Another uh, defensive lineman, um, Montez Sweat, he's going to Chicago Bears. I don't know how big of a difference that's going to be for that Bears team right now, but I think it's a good trade for them and for their future. Yeah. He's, um, I mean, he's a great defensive lineman. Yeah, I agree. But I it's mean, just their defense isn't that good. I think that's a huge help. On it's definitely line. a big, it's a big pickup after what they've lost at the defensive line position the last couple of years. Yeah. Specifically talking about, you know, Khalil Mack. Um, so I, I like the move, honestly, for only uh okay, this one says it was for a twenty twenty four second round pick. It was a second round pick. Um Yeah, I, I still like the move. I like <clears throat> I kinda like it from both teams because yeah. I don't see the commanders going anywhere this year as solid as Sam Howell's really looked. I just don't know if they have the weapons, um, the full roster to just be competitive. Yeah. You know? no, I agree. And how about their how about the owner, you know, of the Washington Commanders, also the owner of the Philadelphia seventy sixers. He was busy this weekend, man. Yeah. I mean, not only did he trade Montez Sweat and Chase Young, he also traded James Harden. Yeah. And that's something that we really got to talk about because he is, he it's is, huge for the he team that he's got traded to. As, you know, they he moved him to the Los Angeles Clippers, a team that we were expecting him to go to. But, man, did he not go for not nearly what I was expecting. More or less. Less. I mean, it was a it was a big it was a big package, yeah. But J, uh, uh, they traded James Harden and PJ Tucker to the Los Angeles Clippers, yeah, for Nicholas Batum, Marcus Morris Senior, Robert Covington, KJ Martin, and a couple picks. Yeah, I love that trade for the Clippers. Yeah, hundred percent. And just listening to Steve Ballmer talked about it, I mean, he is ecstatic. I don't know if you were watching that Clippers Lakers game last night, but he was. T- they were interviewing him during yeah. the game, and. I mean, he was also talking about the new arena that the Clippers have coming out, which sounds pretty sick, yeah. honestly. <laughs> Basketball courts for fans to yeah. play on before and after the games. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's crazy. I, I mean, I just love his mentality about it. You can just tell he's a guy that loves basketball. And yeah. he's setting his new arena to 
set up exactly how all fans would want it to be. And not only did he just do that, now he just added James Harden to the mix to a team that already has Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and yeah. Russell Westbrook. The four All Stars starting. Yeah. Um, but it's a bunch of it's a bunch of players that are, you know, arguably already past their prime. You know, yeah. that's why it's a, a big question. But with the way I saw Kawhi Leonard play these last couple games, I think this Clippers team should is a big threat in the Western Conference. I really believe that. With James Harden, I mean, if James Harden is averaging 21 points like he was last year and Paul George and Kawhi and Russ, you know, they're all healthy, the sky's the limit, you know? I, I, I honestly, I agree 100%. And it's weird because there's been like an 18th-month phase where – you know, I just don't didn't really care about the Clippers yeah. because no matter what they did, it didn't matter. They weren't <laughs> playing all season. They went, you know, whatever it may be. They yeah. were just never successful, as successful as they needed to be. But now you add James Harden to this already talented roster. Russell Westbrook's playing good basketball. He really is. They have Bones Highland that they traded for from Denver Nuggets. They have Norman Powell, yeah. who's been a starter in his career. I don't know. Where do you rank him in the Western Conference right about now after a trade like that? Because it's, I mean, you could say, you could, I mean, I still wouldn't put him in, I wouldn't put him in front of the Denver Nuggets, obviously. But after, but after that, I kind of, it could be, I'm not too sure. Because, I mean, we have yet to see the Suns with their full roster, right? Yeah, no, we have not. Like, no Brad Beal. Bradley Beal's yet to play this season, which is a big deal. I think it's kind of getting pushed under the rug. They're trying not to talk about it that much, but. I mean, it's only. There's 70 plus games left, you know. I do, I do agree. Um, I think they should sit him out for an extra few weeks or another month. Yeah. Because from what I've heard, I'm not sure exactly what the injury is, but I just heard he's not himself. Yeah. And can't have that shit lingering. You can't have that lingering. Yeah. I saw one clip, and it was one too many clips of him playing, trying to play. Yeah. And it was like you do not look yourself at all. And there's no way that. Now that you just got traded to the Suns, you just forgot how to play, or your talent's just gone. No. You aged too much. <laughs> that is definitely not the case. No. He's not that old. So, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what they end up doing, but I think it might be some time before we actually end up seeing Bradley yeah. Beal step on the court for the first time. Yeah. I mean, I, still, I think the Nuggets are still the best team in the West. Yeah. I'll agree with you there. I mean, they did lose last night to the Timberwolves. I don't know if you saw that game. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's the NBA, 82 games. Everyone has a fluke, yeah. except for apparently my boys, Boston Celtics. They have looked absolutely unbelievable. I already, I already dropped the stat, but I don't, I don't – you can mention any team in the league. We have the best starting lineup in the NBA, and I don't even think it's close. No, it's probably not. I really don't. We're dominant in all three levels, and we have five guys on the floor that can rebound at all times. Outside of probably when we're bringing in Peyton Pritchard, um, and I think Jason Tatum looks fantastic tremendous. this year. I mean, just the I mean, way obviously he looked great last year, but well, let me let me the tell way you this. he's Here's finishing the, at the hoop, I, everything's a dunk. Let me like, tell you this. Here's the big difference in between his um, from his game last year and this year. First of all, he's way more efficient, and the reason why he's more efficient is because he's he's attacking 
from all three levels. Yeah. You know, yeah, of course he has more space with Drew Holiday and Porzingis now on the team, but he's been using his size a whole lot more. He gained 10 plus pounds this offseason. He wanted to play more with his back to the basket. We've seen it in each game he's played so far this year. Yeah. If he has a mismatch on someone, he's going to back you down and he's going to back you down until he's scoring a layup. Yeah. Um, what the thing I've loved most about it this season though, is that he's scoring in the mid range. Yeah. He's, he's um, taking guys off the dribble and scoring in the mid range on um, whether it's a step back, a pull up, a face up, um, whatever it may be. He's shooting at all three levels, and I think that's when he's unstoppable because you can't stop his mid-range game. When he's going, his three ball's unbeatable. Obviously, he's not the most efficient three-point scorer, not the best, but obviously he can shoot, shoot the three ball up there yeah, with anybody. he does well enough. And then I don't know how to bring up like how good he is around the basket, but he's just so patient, and like it seems like he use, uses the Euro step as effective, if not more effective, than anybody else in the league. Because I don't know, you probably don't watch the C's games as close as I do, obviously. No, I don't have league pass. But um, <laughs> just the way he sl- he's able to slow his body down and slow his, you know, slow his pace, slow his change of motion yeah. as he's driving to the hoop, it's really impressive. And he already has size over most players that are on the floor with him. But, you know, like he'll be driving, driving to the lane trying to score, and he'll be going full speed, and he'll hit a slow Euro step, yeah. like, a, like a slow one-two. Yeah, like draw a foul. Guy, or... And he'll draw fouls, draw and ones, yeah. and he'll just – guys will just, you know, jump right past him mm-hmm. trying to block a shot, trying to time it up. So I've been really impressed with Jason. I Diego, feel like honestly. from I think the Celtics basketball I have watched, when he is around the rim, he just – he looks so explosive when he's – trying to score yeah even when like, he, i don't know if that makes sense but like i agree i agree i feel like he's like he's dunking more than he did last year like and i know that doesn't sound like it matters but like i know you're dunks, talking about dunks are easy buckets he like, yeah i know you're talking about it seems like he's it seems like he's doing it a lot easier this yeah. season like he just i don't know what it is well let me tell you what, if it's the size let me tell you what partial the reason is it's Christoph Porzingis. I'm telling can, you, it's a huge can reason. sit in the corner and you have to guard him. You have hit, to guard him or, or else that. whatever, Tatum's just going to kick it out for a wide open three yeah. every single time. To He'll any take of the, the other assist. four guys on the court. Like yeah. he's always one-on-one down there and you're not going to guard him one-on-one unless you're, you know, yeah, LeBron or, you know. But I, <laughs> but I do agree that Tatum looks, I mean, obviously he's the same size, but he looks bigger. He looks stronger. He looks really dominant to the rim. He looks faster. He looks like he's in his prime. That's what it he looks does. like so far. He does. It's scary. And he's good. He's only 25. Yeah. Should be exciting. I mean, and then, I mean, we got to mention, I think another big reason why we're so good is because we don't have, we don't have a guy on our team that isn't good on offense. And we don't have a guy on our team that isn't good at defense. You know, I mean, you can talk about some of the bench guys all you want. O'Shea Brissett, Peyton Pritchard, Sam Hauser. Come playoff Luke time, Cornette. those guys, that's not going to matter. Come playoff time, it's not going to matter. We're going to use two of those guys a game. Yeah. Because we have our starting lineup. We'll probably have Horford come off the bench all season. I wouldn't be surprised if he still came off the bench in the playoffs. And we're going to use seven, eight guys max in the playoffs. Yeah. So They like that big lineup, guys. though, with Horford and Porzingis out there. Yeah. Um, they we'll used it against the Knicks. Yeah, well, we're talking about when it. you're playing teams like that, you know, with Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, those bigger players, you have to, you got to use that that yeah. matchup a little more. But because RJ Barrett, it's six ten, six nine two. No, he's like he's like six seven, six I'd seven, say. six eight. He's I mean, like still, he's, he's like a, he's like a little bigger than Jalen Brown, a little smaller than Jason yeah. Tatum. I mean, that's still like big though. You know, you it gotta, is. You got to account for that. It is, and 
you know, mentioning the Knicks, Julius Randle has been <sighs> really poor this season. I don't yeah. know if you've seen any of that either. He's always been inconsistent, though. Yeah, he has. He'll go through a stretch where he scores 30 and he's shooting 50% from three. He probably will, <laughs> but I think the Knicks can be a top four team in the East this year. Yeah. I think they have the type of talent on their team. They're good. They're I, really good. You know, I've always been a fan of Jalen Brunson. He continues to take those next steps. I think he can lead that team because, no, there's no other, like, superstars on that team, but there's a lot of, like, guys good, that are good, good enough players. to be all-stars, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think I think Julius Randle. I think R.J. Barrett, when he's playing his best basketball, he's an all-star type player. Yeah. I mean, they, they brought in Josh Hart. Um, they brought in um, Dante DiVincenzo. They have the whole Villanova squad on that New York <laughs> Knicks team. I don't you know. Got the chemistry. I mean, yeah, I like the chemistry a lot. But you know, I like their who's their big Isaiah Hartenstein. Yeah, that's that's who you're thinking of. Yeah, no, he's a good piece for them. Yeah, um, he's a, he's a good big off the bench. But as much as all I'm saying, I think the Knicks are good enough to be like a top three, top four team in the East. It's never going to happen if Julius Randle can't play consistently good basketball. Yeah. So, because if they get pushed down to a five seed, even a four seed. Like they're, it doesn't. It's going to be the same thing that happened last year. Maybe you beat the Cavs in the first round. You're not winning. You're not winning after that. Some other interesting things that I want to talk about. How about you know Victor Wembanyama, Chet Holmgren? How about that comparison? The first week of the season, they both look two great. technical rookies. They do look really good. I mean, I think Wembanyama's been a little inconsistent, but I mean, as you could argue, he's the best player on that team. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Devin Vassell though. Yeah. Kevin Kelton Johnson too. But I really always like Devin Vassell's game. So I feel like he's kind of been in like that number three role for yeah. them early in the year. But I feel like come come second half of the season, come March, come April, he's gonna he's gonna be the main focal point of that offense. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see who ends up winning the rookie of the year because I think it's gonna come down to Chet or Wemby. Yeah. I mean I have not been Scoot Henderson has not looked good at all. He really has his stats have been horrendous. Like really bad. Yeah. Um he's shooting like twenty percent from three. Big difference going from AU ball to the uh, to yeah. the league, you know? Um Brandon And that's Miller, another thing with Wemby. There's a big difference of playing in Europe versus here. Yeah. I mean, the way they play is different. You, he's still he's still he's adjusted well though. Yeah, he has. You see that win they had the other night? I yeah, can't remember if it was last night or the oh, night prior. Against the uh it was against Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, no Devin Booker, no Bradley Beal for the Suns. It was Kevin Durant's show. Yeah. He didn't even dominate that much. I feel like he was more playing a facilitator role that game. Can't shoot over Wemby. <laughs> can't, he can actually he can shoot over everybody else. He can't shoot over Wemby. Can't shoot over Jason Tatum. Yeah, he can. He Jason, can Tatum Jason Tatum had help. Is kryptonite. Jason Tatum had double team help the whole game. Go watch the tape. We watched the whole series together, dude. Tape. Go watch the tape again. They had double. They had double team help the whole game. I agree, but he was the one. Wait till wait till you match Go up watch with the them, tape. and they have Bradley Beal in there, and you can't double team KD. Jason Tatum can guard him one on one, and I think that KD can guard Jason Tatum. I don't think so. I think if you think that Jason Tatum can guard KD, I've seen it already. I've with seen double it. team help. I've seen it with dude. my own two eyes. No, go watch the tape. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm serious. He was he's locked down. And if he can, KD, he can test KD really if, well. If it's a game seven and they're matching up and both teams okay, are healthy, yeah, KD KD's gonna have his thirty. Shots. KD's gonna have thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I 
All right, I'm You're just disrespecting saying, him. I'm just saying I think Tatum's one of the best defenders on Kevin Durant in the league. He could be. I don't think Tatum's one of the best defenders in the league. I, don't I think, think he's there's one of the really best anybody that can Tatum. guard Kevin Durant. I think he just matches up with him really well. They're, they they yeah. kind of they got similar builds. Yeah. Tatum's a couple inches shorter, but he's bulkier and he's just as long as KD. I just think they match up really well against each other. Yeah. No, it is always it's always a good matchup. Yeah. But uh, you know, with one, <laughs> anyways, with one week in in the NBA so far, I mean, how do you still feel about Rookie of the Year that race? I think it's kind of fifty fifty right now. Yeah, no, I'd probably agree. They both look good. They both look good. Yeah, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, they, they look good. Yeah, I mean, they're sitting at three and two, but so is pretty much the rest of the league <laughs> trying to get to Chet Holmgren's stats on the year. So he's averaging sixteen and seven, yeah, with two assists. I mean, that's good basketball. Probably like four blocks too. <laughs> he's averaging two and a half blocks this season. Yeah, two point six blocks. He's averaging a steal. I mean, yeah, he he he's eventually going to need to gain some weight. Obviously, yeah. So does every rookie that ever comes into the NBA. But I think he has a chance to be a superstar in this league. He's really good. Yeah, both those guys do hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I think. I mean, I Victor has. Victor's a better offensive player. Yeah. Um, I think Victor has the higher ceiling just because of the offensive talent. But, you know. If he gets consistent, like, you can't stop him. Yeah. Victor? Legitimately. You talking about Victor? Yeah. Like, yeah. If, if he can knock no, down. No, Victor's going to be. If he a, can knock down a 12 foot fadeaway. Give it. At 70%. Yeah. I mean, give it. We'll give it three to five years. Victor will be a top yeah. five player in the league. Yeah. Don't you worry. He will. He will be. It's just. Just stay healthy, but yeah. He's got too much talent. And with that size, I mean, he's just... And I feel like he's kind of limited with that Spurs team, though. I don't know. Um, I agree. He makes him a lot I better. agree and I disagree. I think the Spurs could arguably be a piece or two away from being a good. really good team. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you got to let your young players develop, but they're a young team. Kelvin Johnson yeah. and Devin Vassell are young players. Yeah. And now you have a rookie in Victor Wembanyama. Um, I mean... Malachi. I think maybe if you upgrade your point guard position, I mean, you got Trey Jones starting that point guard for you right now. I mean, they traded away DeJounte Murray, which I understand. You probably don't want to pay him that money. But sure. I think they're a they piece or two away from being really good in a couple of years. And I mean, like, contending good. It's a hot take. <laughs> I be- I actually believe that. But, yeah. I, I mean, I'm saying a piece or two away. Like, yeah. they got to be good players. What about Braun in year 21? Show the stats last night. He's unbelievable. <laughs> he's unbelievable. He's the GOAT. Yeah. He's the greatest of all time. Yeah. And you want to know why? It's because no one else's greatest player or favorite player, whatever, whoever you think you're, the greatest player was, was ever doing this in year 21. Not even close. No. Not consistent. No one, right, rarely people even make it this long in the league. Yeah. What is bro averaging? Got to be over 30. 30. Yeah. <laughs> Got to be. 38 and 8. Yeah, on on his limited minutes. On his limit in limited, limited. Min- it's yeah. not been <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they they just say that. Yeah, yeah. I um, say that because he's a vet, but he's playing. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he can, he can play forty minutes a game. Yeah, he can. You can tell. He's unbelievable. I mean, it's not like we weren't expecting this. We I mean, were. We weren't. I wasn't seeing. I mean, I was. I was expecting AD to maybe take the realms, become the number one guy. <clears throat> LeBron come back a little bit, but. You know, maybe teams are just defending AD really well. I mean, they do. They make it hard to get him the ball. 
Yeah, but teams can defend AD. Teams can't defend LeBron. Yeah, it's the difference between the two guys. AD he's, so far this season, I mean, he's averaging twenty six and thirteen. That's yeah. everything you want to hear as a Lakers fan. LeBron, okay, he's averaging um, twenty five, six, and nine. Um, but you know, looking at his game log, twenty one, twenty one, twenty seven, nineteen, thirty five. He just does what his team needs him to do. Yeah, you know, and I think that's ex- that's what I mean. That's exactly what I was expecting. What yeah. your team needs you to do. And last night they needed him to be have, the guy. Have 35, and he did. Yeah, because AD was struggling to get going, and that was exactly the case. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about the Los Angeles Lakers because obviously they got the talent, but I just don't know how effective that style of play is in the playoffs. It got them to the Western Conference last year, but you're not going to be able to beat a Nuggets team like that playing this way, in no. my opinion. I don't know if they can be a Suns team if they're healthy playing that way. Even this new loaded Los Angeles Clippers team, I don't know if they can beat the Clippers playing the way they do. Yeah. And when I say that, I mean it's literally iso ball with minimal pick and roll and post feed and working inside out, yeah. which isn't bad basketball if you're in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think, you know, eventually it doesn't matter how good your players are. I just don't think it's going to be effective. Speaking of the West, how about the uh, Grizzlies? We kind of called that, huh? Being ass. We did kind of call that. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you know, John Morant, he's not playing these first, whatever, 25 or so games it is. Steven Adams is out for the year. Aren't they 0-5? They're, they're the only team in the league that has yet to win a game. Yeah. The only team. Um, and I kind of hate to hear that because, man, do I feel bad for Marcus Smart. <laughs> I feel so bad. He's just watching us boys, like, Look like the greatest team ever. Um, you see he wore a Celtics jersey to the game yesterday. <laughs> yeah. To their game yesterday, he pulled up in a C's jersey. Um, and he's just sitting on this rough, struggling Grizzlies team right now. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean their guys aren't some – their is top Jamar guys aren't playing well. Is Ja even, like, allowed on the bench? Or is um, he, like, suspended from team activities? I think he's suspended from team activities. Damn. Shit, more time with the kids. I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't the case, though. I'm really not 100%. Yeah. Like, when I do... Uh, like, obviously, there's a lot of games going on every night in the NBA, so I'm always moving back and forth. So I don't ever see John Moran on the bench. But I'm not exactly... He's probably not. He's probably... I would assume not. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would assume not. Um. So, I mean, is there anything that we can talk about the Grizzlies and say maybe there's something they need to do better? Because, I mean, when you look at the numbers, Desmond Bain's averaging nearly 25 a game um, shooting at a 47% clip um, nearly 50% from three Jaron Jackson jr. Reigning defensive player of the year averaging 19 a game to go along with seven rebounds two and a half blocks. Oh, I'm sorry him and Desmond Bain are shooting in the mid thirties from three, but I feel like that's expected. Yeah. Marcus smart third best player averaging 16 a game. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what to say about this Grizzlies team. They I mean, should... if you add Jaw to that, those numbers aren't that bad. Yeah, they'll be better. They'll be they'll be better. I don't think they're going to be. I mean, they have Derrick Rose too. I, he's I, he's looked explosive. <laughs> You're laughing at that. You don't. I'm th- laughing at that. Why? You don't think? You probably haven't seen one. Grizzlies he's on that team as a mentor. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm not he's saying not a... he's like he's a, he's super like effective, he's like a Don Haslam out there, dude. I just don't think the Grizzlies can be losing to the Jazz by 24. <laughs> I just don't think I don't think so. Maybe it's the Jazz terrible. are back, remember? 
Jazz were started hot last year. Yeah, they are. Jordan Clarkson, Laurie Markkinen, John Collins, Laurie Walker Markkinen. Kessler. Laurie Markkinen out of his, you know, military stint that he had. <laughs> yeah. He's in shape. Back like he never left. You know, he's in shape. Mid-season form for Laurie. You know another person I'm really impressed with? Who? Cam Thomas. He finally had his first off game of the year the other night. But boy, he has been averaging over 30. Yeah. And it was after the first game of the season. He had 36, I believe. They put him right into the starting lineup. He's, I mean, no, he's not a good defender. He's not even a good passer. But (laughs) man, can the dude get buckets. Yeah. He really can. Currently on the year, he's averaging 28 points a game. Um, Coming off a game where he only had 13 points. Scoring title? No, I wouldn't (laughs) say that. I don't, I mean, I don't think this is sustainable. No. But I think Cam Cam Thomas looks like a guy that can average 24 points a game. Yeah. You know? He's an elite scorer. He he is. But that's all he is. It's weird that I want to say that. He is. (laughs) Yeah. That's all he is. There's a difference. That's all he is. Yeah. There's nothing else really to his game. He's still not the best player on the team. He's a lot to prove, though. He's young. Yeah. Another thing I want to talk about, you know, I'm just going, you know, bullet point by bullet point right now. You know, Miami Heat and Milwaukee Bucks, they look rough. They'll be fine. I understand, you know, I want to talk about the Bucks first specifically. I understand they're only four games in. They're sitting at 500. They have a new head coach in Adrian Griffin. Yeah, their, their roster construction is a little different compared to last year. But you brought in Dame. You know, first game of the year, Jay Williams was out here saying that Giannis Antetokounmpo and Damian Lillard were already a better duo than what Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have accomplished in their seven-year career together. I think that's crazy to say based off one game. And out there sitting at two and two, they had a really, really ugly loss yesterday to the Toronto Raptors. Really ugly loss. There's currently 30th in the league in defensive rating. They're in last in defensive rating. And, I mean, yeah, I agree that they're going to figure it out offensively. But, you know, the de- the defensive part is something that shouldn't – as a Bucks it, fan, I think you need to worry about. I think it comes with the chemistry, though. Yeah. Like, you know, knowing guys' tendencies, when they're going to help, when they're not going to help. But, like, the team's not different outside of Dame. I know. That's but the only difference. That's a big – it's a big change for them to go from – a defensive player of the year to a guy that can't play defense. It's <laughs> yeah, he's one of the best yeah, offensive that, players in the world. That's a huge yeah, that's a huge difference but, too. But I was thinking like they've kind of like this. They've kind of made it seem like to me that this is Dame's team more than it is Giannis. Well, that Giannis said that himself, which I don't he said like. this is Damian's team. I don't, I don't, like I don't think move. he should have done that. I don't like that move. I don't. Yeah, by Giannis. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he should be saying Giannis stuff is like that. a better player than Damian Lillard. And he yeah. needs to that's his team. I agree hundred <laughs> percent. Giannis is the best player in the world. Yeah. It's his team. Yeah. You gotta own it. Yeah. I'm sure they'll figure it out soon. They will. Yeah, it's early. Both those guys but will be averaging thirty by the end of the season. How about the Miami Heat though? They're sitting in last place in the Eastern Conference. Stink. Um They have they don't really have a lot of people on their team. Like they have Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero. And Bam. And bam. But you got rid of Struess. You got rid of Gabe Vincent. And you didn't really replace him. You didn't. You got didn't nobody. replace him with anybody. You wanted Dame. Got, you didn't get Dame. Oh, you got <laughs> Thomas Bryant. Nice. They got uh <laughs> they got Josh Richardson. They Yami Yakas Jr. 
the rookie, who I'm not a fan of, but he's honestly the perfect fit for the Heat. Yes. He really is. He's the perfect fit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is until the playoffs start, this is Tyler Hero's team. I feel like we've been seeing that from the first few games. Yeah. They're sitting at one and four currently on the season. Um, losing to teams such as the Brooklyn Nets, um, the Minnesota Timberwolves, Milwaukee Bucks, and the Boston Celtics. So, I mean, they've been playing tough teams. Um, but what I'm not impressed with is Jimmy Butler. He's only averaging 16 and a half this season. He's shooting at a 35% clip. Um, 35%. Okay, 42% clip. But still, like... Sounds like he needs to shoot more. Oh, no, I was correct. I was correct. Shooting at a 35% clip. Only shooting it 14 times a game. So go along with his seven rebounds and three and a half assists. He's just... Sounds why like, is Jimmy Butler like this? I don't know how to explain it. Because I'm not going to say he's washed. I'm not going to say he's not good. Because <laughs> come playoff time, he's averaging 30-plus a game. Yeah. But I don't know if this Miami Heat... Everyone's saying, okay, come playoff time, they'll be fine. But they're not as good as they were last year. They, they were the in playoffs, the playoffs. It doesn't matter. They barely made the playoffs last yeah. year. They lost their first playing game last year. Yeah. I understand they made it to the finals. But they've been an up and down. They've been one of those teams that is up and down every other year. Yeah. And I think this might be another down year for them. I just don't know if they have the talent. I don't think they do. I really, I just. I don't think they're better than like the Cavs, you know? Like, I, I, like me, like, I don't think they're better than a team like the Knicks. Obviously, playoff Heat, I think, are better than them just because of how good Jimmy is. But, you know, like looking at them right now compared to how the Knicks look, like if once Julius Randle starts playing a little bit better, I think the Knicks can be a top-four team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. I really haven't been impressed with the Cavs. No. Granted, we haven't seen a lot of Darius Garland. He's only played in one game, I think. Yeah. Um, I think Jared Allen's missed a couple as well. Struess look good. Struess is a huge piece for them. Yeah. I mean, once they get healthy, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, but it's just like... I think they're probably like, you know, top How six. much can Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland actually carry this team? Because... I'm sorry, Jared Allen's not a scorer. We all know that. Yeah. Evan Mobley's not a scorer. I'm sorry. No, he's, he's not. not a scorer. And so outside of that, you got your top two guys with... Struess. With Struess. Shooter. Yeah, who's a shooter. Pure shooter. Which is huge for your team, but you need a better third weapon than that. Yeah. 100%. And it's good to have those defenders, but it doesn't matter if you can't score points. Who'd they just get? Last pick of the draft. Who actually... I mean, it wasn't a last pick of the draft, but they wasn't. got Imani Bates. Yeah. It was a 19th pick in the second round. So it was a late pick. Maybe he maybe he shows out this season. <laughs> mm, have you seen his uh, height and weight? He's like 6'9", 170. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a comment that said if this dude was six foot, he'd be 120 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, he needs to bulk up. It's not healthy. I mean, I don't know. I also just don't think Karis LeVert and Isaac Okoro are the answer. No. And they got rid of Jetty Osmond. So, I mean, yeah, kind of replaced. But I just don't think this Cavs team is a contender, in my opinion. Not only they're a contender, but I think they're a playoff team. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, they're another, they're a top five team in the East. You know, it goes, it goes Boston and Milwaukee, and then I think there's a gap. And then <laughs> I think it goes Philadelphia, and then I think there's another gap. And then I think it goes Knicks, um, Cavs, um, <laughs> after that it's kind of up in the air it's kind of up in the air yeah. you can say miami you can say atlanta say brooklyn 
but like say Toronto, but I don't know. It's too early to tell from all of those teams. Yeah. Someone I've been really impressed with. I was impressed with him last season, but he's taking it to a whole nother level this season. Jalen Duran, the Detroit Pistons. You know who that is? Yes, I do. He's gonna. He's gonna, he's a future All Star center. I'll tell you that right now. Just the way he's been playing for the Detroit Pistons, and just his ability to just consume space in the paint and just be a dominant force in the paint. I mean, I've just been extremely impressed. Currently averaging fifteen and a half on the year to go along with thirteen and a half rebounds and three and a half assists. Um, and he's shooting nearly seventy percent from the field. Yeah. If he can keep this up. He can be one of the best centers in the league. He can be a top 10, top 8 center in the league. Yeah. He looks like one already when I watch him play. He looks really good. Because, you know, Troy Pistons also traded for James Wiseman last year. And James Wiseman barely even plays. He doesn't even get minutes. Yeah. It's, it's the Dern show all day long for them. And they also have Isaiah Stewart, so that's another big reason why. Just wanted, to, just wanted to put that out there. Because yeah, I haven't seen any Pistons ball. I can't, I can't comment, but I believe uh, you. I, well, because I like watching Cade Cunningham. Yeah. Because he was out, you know, all last year, basically. Yeah. And I was excited to watch him play last year. So it's like he's kind of gone right back into his role. Um, obviously, they're not a great team. They don't have great players. Cade Cunningham is their best player. And then after that, you could argue, honestly, I would argue Jalen Duran is their second best player. I think Jaden Ivey's a good player, but I don't know if he's a perennial NBA talent. Yeah. If that makes sense. That makes sense. I think he's a good player, though. I think he's a good role player. Yeah. Last thing that I want to mention before we end the show is that, you know, we got to... It's not even mentioning. I just feel like we should probably throw out a couple more trades from the NFL trade deadline before we end the show because, I mean, we are a sports podcast. We should be giving out news, I feel like. (laughs) You know? Um one of my favorites was Joshua Dobbs from the Arizona Cardinals getting traded to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. I love that trade for the Vikings, honestly. Yeah. Obviously, terrible news. Kirk Cousins going down with the same injury that J.K. Dobbins and Aaron Rodgers went down with week one of the season. Torn Achilles out for the year on the last year of his contract. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I, don't, I feel terrible for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I mean. But he's got high spirits about it. I don't. I think we'll see him again next year, whether it's in Minnesota or not. I don't know. But, you know, I definitely don't think his career is done yet. He's been playing way too good at football. Yeah, I agree. An injury like that is huge. It's huge, especially for a franchise like that who's already down Justin Jefferson. Yeah. But now they trade for Josh Dobbs, who's been all over the place this season. He started in training camp in Cleveland. Um, He ended up going to Arizona. He's been the starting quarterback for the Cardinals all season long as they've been waiting for Kyler Murray's return, which is expected for next week. Right now they're going to uh, Clayton Toon, I think his name was, the fifth-round draft pick in the yeah. 23 draft. Um, so now Josh Dobbs gets a chance to you know, start for the rest of the season and not get benched for Kyler Murray and a chance to make some noise for a Vikings team who is down, but they're not out. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm curious what you think of that trade. but It's a good trade. I think- Vikings needed a quarterback. Josh mm-hmm. Dobbs is going to get benched. I mean, it worked out for both teams. Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see how – for when Justin Jefferson gets back, how efficiently he can get him the football. Yeah. Because if you can get Justin Jefferson the football, that's all you need to do to do your job. Yeah. Everything else will fall into place. So that's what I'm curious about and uh, interested to see. Um, he won't be playing this weekend, 
um, probably needs a week to acclimate. We should see him in week 10, though. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, Rasul Douglas from the Packers, he got traded to the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Key addition for their secondary. You think that means anything? or? No, I think that's funny. I saw a clip of a uh, Josh Allen. Oh, yeah, I saw so, yeah, yeah. You fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> now they're teammates. Yeah. That's always how it works, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lions traded for uh, Cleveland receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones for a six-round draft pick. I think they're kind of just loading up their receiving core a little bit. I don't think yeah. that's anything. It's just some depth. Yeah, I don't think that's any crazy newsworthy. He could, um, he'll play. Possibly. I don't know. I think they're going to try and start getting Jameson Williams more and more involved. Yeah. Well, who's their wide receiver, too, right now? Um, Jameson Williams? No, probably Josh Reynolds. Okay. Yeah. But I heard his percentage of uh, snaps has been slowly going down. Yeah. And um, Jameson Williams has slowly been going up. Yeah. Obviously, hasn't been deserving for Williams, as it seems like he drops three passes a game. Yeah. Um, but you can tell he, the talent's there. Yeah. Um, the skill's there. Um, if he can just, you know, warm up his hands a little bit, he can be a really good receiver in this league. Yeah. Ezra Cleveland to the Jaguars from the Minnesota Vikings. That's news. I wouldn't say it's big news. <laughs> um, that was for a late-round pick. You know it's not big news, and they don't even say the pick. They just yeah. say it's late-round. Um, we already mentioned Montez Sweat as well as Chase Young. Um, Contavious Street from the Eagles, he got moved. He got traded to the Atlanta Falcons. All for a pick – a year sooner. <laughs> I don't know. I always thought he kind of had some talent, but maybe it's just he had a lot of good players around him. Yeah. The focal point wasn't really on him. But he's going to the Atlanta Falcons. It's actually Street and a 2025 fifth-round pick to the Falcons for a 2024 sixth-round pick. <laughs> so they moved back around to move up an extra year and give up a player. Yeah. But, I mean, just bringing in Bayard. I don't need him. They don't really need him. I mean, yeah, they're different positions, but. Got to get rid of a roster spot somehow. Yeah. Um, last one that I want to mention, uh, Leonard Williams from the Giants. He's getting moved. Got traded to the Seattle Seahawks. I don't like that move at all if I'm a New York Giants fan. No. I'm asking, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. But, you know, with a team that is sitting at, what is it, one or two wins on the year? Yeah. Um, not a lot of promise. Daniel Jones has been out multiple weeks, even though he is expected back this week. Um, and Saquon just came out today and said he has a lingering ankle issue that is going to be there for the rest of the season. Oh, good. <laughs> Something new. <laughs> <laughs> but he said he's going to play through it, and he said it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, but, he'll get surgery in the offseason. Yeah, but with him mentioning that he has a lingering ankle issue, I think that's something to take into account. Yeah. So, sorry, Chris. <laughs> may, not be saying the may not be seeing the playoffs this year as a Giants fan, but, you know. It's tough. Don't have a great team anyway. <laughs> Any uh anything else you think I'm missing that we should probably No, I think we covered everything. Oh, we did not. No? Nope. I mean it's minimal. You know, you just gotta throw it. it out there. Yeah. Josh McDaniel's getting fired. Oh yeah. From the from the Raiders. Who would have expected? I mean I'm yeah. raising my hand right now yeah, for people that can't. Everybody see saw me. that coming. Yeah. I mean, they've just looked absolutely horrendous. And that's not the only move they made. They also fired a bunch of coordinators, they fired their GM. Jimmy Garoppolo is getting moved to the bench for rookie Aiden O'Connell. We're going to see a whole new Raiders team this weekend. And I think that's something to keep an eye on and see just how effectively Aiden O'Connell can get Devontae Adams of football. I know there's nothing he can do about it, but they better start making him happy soon or else he's going to get out of there this offseason. Yeah. 
without right. a doubt. He wanted to get out of there before the trade deadline. Well, yeah, he did, but they said no chance. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't I don't like that from the Vikings perspective, but it was also the GM that they just fired. So Yeah. Maybe a reason why they fired him. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Seems to but be we'll, but we'll leave it at that. Obviously, a whole lot to go down. NFL's just really getting started into the thick of things as we're only halfway through the season. NBA, I'll be keeping you up with the Celtics talk. Don't you guys worry. But, man, do we look fantastic. And, man, do I wish I can just hit a button and be in May. <laughs> be in June, honestly. June 1st? <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> I cannot wait for June 1st. Hopefully we're, hopefully we're still alive. Um, when that time comes but with that being said thanks thank you guys for tuning in shout out to texas rangers and we'll see you guys next week